Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. Happy Wednesday. Middle of the month of February. Oh my. Can you believe it? These months just seem to fly, don't they? Uh, maybe, Maybe they don't in your world, my friend, but my gracious. I swear I can't slow time down. I want to, but it just doesn't slow down. Well, today, I want to just take a few minutes devotionally and talk about Jesus is superior to angels. Yes, Jesus is superior to angels. Actually, Jesus is superior to anyone and anything because he is God of very God. But specifically, as a a local church here at Lisbon Falls, we're working through the book of Hebrews. And as this comes out, we'll probably be a, a chapter or so ahead of when I made this, making this here the end of January, and uh, by mid-February we should be well into chapter 2. But if we don't leave behind the argument, if you're not familiar with the book of Hebrews, um, it's toward the end of the New Testament. It's I, probably the fifth or sixth largest book in the New Testament, actually it might be the seventh largest, but it's, you know, it's in the top third, and um, you know, it's, it's a wonderful book. It's uh, probably when I get done teaching through it with our other pastors here, I, I'm guessing it'll be in my top three or four favorites. It was already in my top five in the Bible. But really, the argument of Hebrews is Jesus is superior. And then, you know, dot, 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 to what? To everything, to everyone. He is superior. He is God of very God. He is king of the universe. He is the savior. And so, you know, one of the things that comes out of the book of Hebrews, which is really intriguing, is something that I think is very culturally relevant for us today. In fact, maybe more than we'd like to admit. And so one of the things that tends to happen within our culture, just like any culture, is we have gods, idols that that we tend to lift up and worship. And one of them has and is angels. And so it's interesting that in the book of Hebrews, in the very first chapter, the writer will argue that he has a more, Jesus has a more superior name than the angels. And not only a superior name, but he has a superior position. He has superior power. In fact, he created the angels to work and worship, serve him. And so it's, it's really an intriguing, intriguing truth. In fact, It's something that ultimately we really need to think about in our own lives. And so if you're a Christian, do you and I worship the angels, the created, more than the creator? And this is nothing new. In the book of Romans, we're told that people worshiped the creation more than the creator. That can happen for any of us, right? You know, for those of you that listen uh, to the podcast or If you're new to it, you can go back. This was one of the truths that God's just been kind of driving in my heart when we were back when we were celebrating Thanksgiving. Am I more thankful for the gift than I am the giver? Well, yeah, sometimes I am. Sometimes I just want the gift. I don't care about the giver, you know, as long as I get the gift, right? Well, it's kind of the same thing here that so often we can be mesmerized by, by the gift rather than the giver, we can be mesmerized by the creation rather than the creator. And so the reality within the book of Hebrews is not only does Jesus have a better name, but he's got, you know, he's got better power. He's got greater power. He has, he has superior intellect. He has, because he's God. 
he can and you know he can do anything and everything and and so the reality is jesus is superior to angels and so there's a couple of questions that come up one of them is this what is the name that jesus has that's superior to angels is it the name jesus is it the name christ you know those that's not a first and a last name those are titles Right? Jesus means deliverer or savior, and Christ means anointed one, Messiah, king. So if we were to just kind of boil it down, we could say Jesus Christ is savior, king. Is that the name that the, the Hebrews talks about? I don't think so. I, I think in the book of Hebrews, the argument follows that his name is son. In fact, uh, right in chapter 1 and verse 5, he will say, To which of the angels did he say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And so the reality is God the Father looked at God the Son and said, you are now my son. I'm going to give you everything that I have, all of my inheritance, all of my kingdom, everything that is mine is yours. Now the son already had that, but because he became subservient to the father and took on the form of a servant, as Paul tells us in Philippians 2, God will highly exalt him and give him a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wonderful. And so it's just something for us to think about. And and culturally, where this meets our culture is worship of angels. You know, I I have the the privilege to do a lot of funerals, and, and I'll hear a lot of comments over the years that, you know, well, my loved one is now an angel. Well, there's no place in the Bible where I can see that that's backed up. I understand why people say that. Um, they're with God. They're with the angels. Sure, of course. But they're not an angel. Um, you know, in, in the sense of the purpose of an angel. Okay, sure. Angels, what was angels purpose? And that's what the writer of Hebrews is going to argue. Essentially two purposes. I, I guess you could have a third, that, but really the two are, are synonymous in a lot of ways, um, you know, kind of the rest of what angels do. The first is to glorify God. It's actually the same purpose we were created. But the second is to serve God. And then sort of a 1B to that one, you know, or I'm sorry, a 2B to that 2A would be to serve us. The, the writer will argue at the end of chapter 1 Aren't they all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who will inherit salvation? And in the original Greek, it's a a rhetorical question that, that must be answered yes. The argument is, look, weren't angels created to serve God and people? And so here's the thought. Angels actually, in God's economy, are underneath us, which is pretty amazing. In the book of 1 Peter, we're told that angels long to look into salvation. They don't understand it. They, they don't get it. They, they, they don't know the things that you and I know. They, they don't understand what it means to be forgiven. It's incredible when you think about it. And so I just want to encourage and challenge you today that, you know, if you, if you are a Christian, that you and I make sure that we're not worshiping the angels. Uh, nowhere that I'm aware of in the Bible uh, does an angel ever accept worship. The only place uh, where, where we could even consider that would be in the Old Testament when we have a couple of cameo appearances from one called the angel of the Lord and that would be the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ and that's different because Jesus is God that's what the writer of Hebrews is talking about and so this class of beings these angels is 
someone that God created, not to be worshipped, but to worship Him and to serve us and serve Him. And so within our culture, I I think like everyone else, as John Calvin once said, you know, the human heart is an idol-making factory. You know, we're always looking for things to worship, whether we want to admit it or not. And so if you're not a Christian, you worship something. So do I as a Christian. If I'm not worshiping God, I'm probably worshiping myself or I'm worshiping my favorite sports team or, you know, whatever it is, my job, my family. We all worship something. And the reality is, in the book of Hebrews, the writer is arguing that we should not, cannot, must not worship the creation, whether that's the earth, the world, each other, or angels, we must worship God. And so it's a good reminder for me, and I hope it is for you as well, that angels were sent to be, you know, they're messengers, they're messengers of God. And so in that sense... Uh, we, we all are like the angels a little bit because, you know, we, we are God's messengers. Um, and so in the sense of service, that's true, but not in the sense of classification. And so I hope that that gives you just a little primer on angels. It's not a, <laughs> for those of you that have been to seminary or college, this is not a course on angelology. Maybe I'll, I'll have some more stuff later um, that we can go a little deeper. But just to get you thinking and encourage you that that we're careful for those of us that are Christians that we're not worshiping angels that we that we leave them in the rightful spot that the book of Hebrews reminds us that they were created by God to glorify him and ultimately to worship him and to serve him and then ultimately serve us as well what a beautiful picture and you know just one other thought the writer of Hebrews won't stop with angels he'll pick it up later and say hey look sometimes we entertain angels unawares once we get up to chapter 5, or I'm sorry, chapter 12 and chapter 13. And so there are times when, and you know, I, I've told a few, maybe I'll tell a few more stories um, where, yeah, you know, I, I think I've run into angels a couple of times. But I'm not to worship them, and neither are you. They're sent by God for a purpose by God to honor, glorify Him, and serve Him, and then also serve us. So, Jesus is superior to angels. Absolutely. I hope that encourages you today and challenges you. I pray you have a blessed day. For Northeast by Midwest, my name is Jonathan Jones. Jesus is superior to angels.